Welcome back to the Soul City Podcast. My name is Joe Soulier, and this is episode three. today's episode, I sat down with Ewan Murphy. Ewan's a singer-songwriter, graphic designer, and just all-around good dude. We talked about music, him growing up in Ireland, and so much more. He just put out an EP under his musical project, New Friend, and I actually had the pleasure of working on it with him just a few months ago. You can find it anywhere you stream music. Enjoy. No matter the day, your roots met with your brother on the phone. And we're here. We are here. Welcome, you and Murphy. Yeah, well, it's my, it's my, it's, it's my absolute pleasure to be here. <laughs> uh, first time not recording, as you said. First drink together. Yeah, there's a candle between us. It's very romantic. You know, I only put this candle here not to romance you by any means. I know you're a taken man, and uh, from what I hear, she's a very lovely lady. Mm-hmm. Um, I put this here because my dog is joining us, and he's quite stinky. Oh, he's okay, nice. Burping and farting. So if you start to smell something close to vomit inducing it'll be my dog okay fair yeah every other time i've always been in the booth and you'll be outside and you'll be like oh something terrible has gone down <laughs> yeah dude, i've he always is, been safe he is relentless with his farts it's disgusting and this morning he threw up and it smelled terrible poor guy my yeah uh, luby the cat who actually so this cat that we've been taking care of for months now, who's pr- it's spelled, luby yeah well her name's l-u-b-i turns out it's actually pronounced ubi but Yubi. she will she will respond to to well to neither I guess because she's a cat but sometimes both but um yeah she's been throwing up a little bit as well but it seems fine mm. I don't know also oh, I have a question a great a great uh, disgusting question to get uh, ask me yeah to get this conversation started is I so my girlfriend and I have been talking about what's the worst human um what's the worst like body liquid or anything body to touch your leg if some if a foreign like if a foreign liquid yeah, touches yeah. your leg what's the worst i think it's a pretty close tie between vomit and feces yeah i've got so i'm i'm all feces is the worst i'm i would probably say it's a bit more mainly because i think it the smell lasts lasts on your hand longer yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> like so. you can't wash it off as easily as you can puke. Yeah, and right? also I guess yeah, I, I I my whole reason is that I'm like is that I'm just like well feces has is actually like full of like bacteria. It actually could like make you sick and stuff. But yeah, like if I, you have an open wound or something. Exactly. Yeah, but I guess but vomit is definitely a worse experience like throwing up. Yeah. Versus just going to the bathroom like which happens like and, every and day. And they both have their own unique smells. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's the same stuff, I guess like one of them is the, I guess vomit is like your, stu- is whatever you're smelling is stomach acid, I guess. Well, yeah, I was going to say it's very acidic. Yeah. And so you get that like acidic taste in, or sorry, acidic smell. It's funny, when I was a kid, my parents would make spaghetti. Okay. And I hated spaghetti. And I remember specifically one time being like, I don't want to eat this. It smells like puke. Just the spaghetti itself, or what was on the Just spaghetti? Like the, the plate of spaghetti with spaghetti sauce, like okay, a tomato yeah, based yeah, yeah. spaghetti. Tomatoes are very acidic as well, yeah. right? So I remember like specifically thinking that spaghetti smelled like puke. And it was only until like I became an adult that I started 
to actually enjoy spaghetti again. I'm glad. I'm delighted for you. <laughs> spaghetti, I feel like something that a lot of kids like as well, which is interesting. But I actually, strange enough, had a similar meal that I also thought smelled like puke. And it was kind of, it was similar like a tomato base type of it's thing. It's the tomato base. It had olives in it, which which I actually have always loved. So it was surprising to me. I love olives. It was surprising to me that this thing, but I remember as well, I was just like, this smells a little bit like sick. But uh, yeah, I can't remember the specific details. I, I was also a little older. I was like 14, 15. So I was old enough to just be like, I'm going to eat it regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Are olives big in Ireland? Sure. Yeah. yeah. I think they're as big as they are in any country that aren't the like Mediterranean countries where they're the mm. main deal. But yeah, I think I grew up like always having them. I'm glad you said uh, the Mediterranean because my next question, which I'm glad I didn't ask, was going to be, where do olives come from? Yeah, I think <laughs> I think it's like anywhere equatorial probably. Yeah. Maybe not. I, sometimes you'll find that like everything comes from South America and you're like, because tomatoes mm. come from South America and they were, ne even though they're so popular in like Italy, they didn't exist in Italy until uh, Europe had already like right. colonized South America. Right. What is it about the Mediterranean area that that makes it so rich and and so um, so unique to like certain type of of those kind of things? Like, because I don't know anywhere in Canada that grows olives. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm the authority on on Mediterranean. <laughs> I thought you might be. So I, I wonder. I think it's just like. I think it is just it's equ equ equatorial kind of thing. Uh -huh. I I mean I you know don't don't which quote for me on the this, but for like, the layman's means uh, close to the equator. Yeah, and and for the, and for the layman layman the equator is the line that goes around the center of the earth. Right, and for the layman 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 the center of the earth is not the part of the flat piece; it's the middle of the round piece. Yes. <laughs> Wait, what? I know I've lost you. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make a flat Earth joke, but. Yeah, we. I'm trying to think of this center. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> we we you know it was like it, it, you can't. Not every swing is going to be a home run, and I appreciate the effort regardless. Hey man, we just got to swing and hope for the best. Yeah. You know, you, as Wayne Gretzky said, you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take. There you go. And I think that's the second time I've said that to you. Yeah, and it's and and I know who Wayne Gretzky is as well. Famous <laughs> hockey player, the most. Okay. You say he's a famous hockey player. I don't like it because he's more than that. He's more than just a famous hockey player. You know he's, what? Now I'm getting angry. So let's let's veer away from <laughs> Wayne Gretzky in the hockey. Yeah, he, I mean he's like uh encapsulates like uh yeah. He's kind he's he I, I understand. He's he's enigmatic. He's become that next level, like the Michael Jordan level, yep. the uh, I mean, I guess like David Beckham level, you know, that type of stuff. Like, sure. Yeah. yeah. Never heard of Wayne Gretzky bending anything, though. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's fair. Fair. <laughs> Apart from, no, I don't know anything. I don't know enough about hockey to make a hockey like yeah. joke. Are you a soccer guy no. or a football guy? I am not. I would have been the most. I mean, I played it when I was like a kid. I went to like some like, yeah, football camps and stuff, but, mm. uh, I was never really into. I was never into like watching it and stuff. It was. I was actually more of a rugby person. Oh, cool! But again, was kind of like I played it from nineteen uh, or not nineteen. I played from the age of nine until, um, kind of until eighteen. Mm -hmm. Kind of gave it up when I was sixteen. Yeah, because uh, I was like, I don't know. My my dad got me and my brother into it, and then mm. um, my brother loved it and I liked it, but I. I like was quite tall, quite young, so I was decent at it, I guess. Yeah. And when I was like 13, 14, hitting puberty, I was like, hey, I'm pretty good at this. And then a few years later, when everyone else had caught up, I was like, oh, I could get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
I end up giving it up to well, very characteristic of what I am like now is I end up giving up rugby to being a musical. Right. Instead, yeah. I I did something similar with hockey. I uh I I grew up playing hockey my whole life as one does being from Ontario. Um and then yeah, hit about I'd say maybe 12 or 13, started skateboarding, smoking weed, playing guitar, and suddenly I didn't want to play hockey anymore. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And now I'm 33 and I can't get enough hockey and I try and play as much as I can. I know, that's good though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what it is. I wonder, I get, I'm going to, I'm going to say it's the fact that when you get to a certain age, sports stops being competitive again and you actually like really like enjoy the experience of it. Yeah. That's going to be my guess because like, I've, yeah, I feel like a lot of people who take up, especially game sports like soccer and stuff, mm-hmm. like as an adult, mm-hmm. you're just like, you're like, oh, it's a lot more fun than it was if you were a kid or a teenager. Yeah, there's there's more of a desire, I think, when you're an adult in sports to just to to have. I don't know. I don't know if fun is the word, but there's more of a desire to like be active and 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 be physical and and like especially with men, you know, like like like. People that are quote unquote manly men, they want to have that bruteness because it's. I think at the end of the day, it's in it's in DNA deep down, mm-hmm. and, and for some men, it's it's more prevalent than other men, and so they they gravitate to playing sports to kind of yeah get get after it, as they would say. For sure, I think as well. Maybe uh, once you hit a certain age, there's you're just you've kind of missed that likelihood of ever it being a big deal so you don't have that kind of expectation like weighing yeah. over you as well yeah i mean i maybe that's maybe that's a part of why like uh people why like midlife crises so many people have have those obviously a part of it's the age but i wonder if the other part is like hey i'm going to like you know i'm going to start a band now at like 48 because <laughs> i know i'm not going to be like the band but i want to like experience yeah. it in like some some way yeah i i feel that most people that start bands in their past 20 years old are still, no matter what they say or how old they are, they're still chasing some sort of dream. Yeah. Oh, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? I mean, there's no doubt you and I are still. Yeah. It's just like, you're like, well, you're like, no, nah, it probably won't happen. It's just for fun. But maybe. But if it does happen... <laughs> Who yeah. knows? You I know? won't say no to supporting uh, <laughs> Maroon Five. I was like, <laughs> I was like, who's a big artist? <laughs> Maroon Five used to be a big artist. And Maroon Five, I think, are still a big artist. I just don't think they're culturally important anymore. Right. Ever since um, Adam Levine started taking off his shirt often, I think he kind of lost a lot of people, including myself. Yeah, perhaps gained a lot of people though, including myself. No. I'm- <laughs> You know what though, Maroon Five, I will say they were pretty rad when they first came out. They were playing their own instruments. They were doing like a like a neon neo soul type thing, you know, like mm-hmm. a bit of funk in there, a little R and B, and yeah, like he can sing. There's no denying that. Oh and, yeah, for sure. Oh, you know, they had drums. They they had good tunes. Like everyone was singing the tunes on the song on the radio, and like yeah, like I, I respect. I respect bands that play their own instruments that become become famous, and then you know they they started getting poppy. They came out with that moves like Jagger's Jagger song that yeah, I like it had no in the real kind of German way yeah moves Yaga, like Yaga moves like Shaga, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and they lost a lot of people, including myself. And and you can say the same thing for a band like the Black Eyed Peas mm-hmm. when they first came out. They came out with those bangers, right? Like let's get it started and ha. 
Or um, what was that other one there? Where's the love was a good one as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. you got like that one. Um, had, that one had a drum machine though, I think. Um, but like those other ones there, where it was like. Uh, but it still kind of had full band yeah, yeah. type of energy. To yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And they had horns, and yeah. they had you know drums and all that stuff. And then yeah. you look at them now, and they're just pressing buttons on a keyboard and and auto tuning their voice to sound like robots. And I mean, cool, go with the times and stuff. But I don't know. I, I'm like a naturalist. I and, think. I mean, yeah, for sure. And it's. I mean, it's. It's. It's evident you like love like you love like punk and folk. You know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. just like and like Americana and stuff. That's true, like down to the roots type of like music. Yeah. But it's I don't know. Those bands will surprise you in the way that they will cont- I mean, Black Eyed Peas maybe not so much. I think they did like pretty much fall off around the early 2010s. Yeah. But some of those bands like pull serious numbers, but it's just in a world that people who are kind of into music just mm. do not occupy. Right. Like you think of a band like Imagine Dragons huge but i've I, I can't find anyone who tells me they like imagine dragons <laughs> i don't know where they are but they're right there and they're quietly listening to music is it though you see i think there's two type of music listeners i think there's people like yourself and, and myself who who breathe music who analyze music who, who can't get enough music right mm-hmm. we study music and then yep. there's people that just throw on the radio and have it in the background and yeah. and and a band like Imagine Dragons are t- more catered towards the latter of people. Oh, for sure. Because they're, you know, they're they're festival bands where they play generic festivals where, you know, people are just going there to be at a festival. They're not yeah. they're not going there to see see the bands. And like I've gone I don't like festivals. I've gone to festivals, but I hate festivals because even if there's a rad band playing that I want to see, they suck. They yeah, only, yeah, yeah. they play like five hit songs and that's it. I want to I want to be intimate with them. You know, I, I'm honestly the exact same. I Festivals, when I would have been in high school, just became, I, I'm sure they were always a part of Irish music, but they became this huge thing. And like, mm. Ireland just fell in love with festivals. And over the past like 15, 20 years, we've just had so many pop up and some will disappear and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I was, we're, yeah, the whole way through like school and college, I just like never had the drive to go to any of them. And so many friends would be yeah. like, you're going to this festival because yeah, you're kind of like, I'm like, no, I want to listen to A, the music I like. Yeah. I don't want to just like be around, yeah, music passively. I don't want to be mm. like absolutely hammered while at concerts and stuff yeah. like that as well. Yeah. Um, and it, and yeah, it, yeah, it's also just, even if it's a festival that has like loads of music you like, I've never felt, look, I've never been lucky enough for that to be like somewhere close for me. It's always, they're always happening yeah. somewhere else. But even that kind of stresses me out because the idea of like you're missing certain artists that you might want to see because they're yep. on at the same time. The clash of yeah. like overlapping artists, that's like stresses me out a lot. Yeah. And so my example of, of this is um, a band that you probably know called Trampled by Turtles. Mm-hmm. They're a sick like alternative bluegrass band. And, yeah. and for those that don't know, alternative bluegrass just means that like they're a bluegrass band, but they're kind of like rockish punk rocker type people. Yeah, it's played, it's played fast as <laughs> shit. It's, like, it's played fast as fuck and, yeah. and it's like got like a punk rock attitude towards it. Yeah. So when they first dropped that uh, Palomino album, I think in, in maybe 20... 2008? Hey, you, your, your guess is good 2008, 2009, something like that. Mm-hmm. I was in Ottawa, living in Ottawa at the time. And I remember waiting out in the rain, in line, to get in for about an hour. It's a hilarious story. There was puke on the sidewalk, and I was kind of 
I was buzzed a little bit and I was trying to tell everybody that there's puke there. And I was, I was saying things like, Hey, give a hoot, watch your boots. Nice. And <laughs> things like that. Catchphrasing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, and, and thankfully it wasn't shit because <laughs> yeah. we've all agreed that's worse. Exactly. Yeah. But still pretty bad. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and that was the best show I've ever seen them play. And I've seen them three times. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was the first one and the best one. Yeah. It was, they played for two hours and Whoa. they had one band that opened for them, but everyone was there to see them. And it was a, Tiny place that can hold maybe 500 people at mm-hmm. most, you know? Mm-hmm. And we were right there, and it was intimate. And whenever they played quiet, the crowd was quiet. And whenever they played loud, the crowd was dancing, and it was a good time, right? And then the second time I saw them, me and Carla, we drove to Seattle. And they were playing at the Seattle Zoo. I know, weird. But yeah. The Seattle Zoo has, like, this outside um, auditorium. Amphitheater kind of thing. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and it was good. You know, it was them. It was uh, another band, I forget. Oh, Deer, Deer Tick? Deer, oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I don't really know them too well. Can't really tell you a song, but they, yeah, they were just, okay. I'd be the same. Alt rock type stuff. And it was fine. It, it was fine. But it was like this big, giant outdoor field. Kind of like a festival vibe, right? But just one stage. And so Trampled by Turtles come up, and we go into the crowd, and it's a good time. And they, they played well. They played all of their hits, and then some. And that's kind of what I expected, but it wasn't as good as the first time. And then I saw them at Jericho Folk Fest. Uh, this actually might have been before I saw them in Seattle, actually. I saw them at Jericho Folk Fest mm-hmm. down, you know, a few years back. Yeah. They played for half an hour, 45 minutes, maybe. They played eight out of their 10 hit songs that I, I consider hit songs. And, you know, nobody really knew them. And they had all these gimmicks going on. And it was cool, their gimmicks. Like, they had these, like, animals that they, like, kind of, like, floating animal candle things that they lit on fire. And, and it was and it was cool. But, like, it wasn't it wasn't a, a Trampled by Turtles show. Yeah. They were in and out type thing. Also, the energy is just not the same. Yeah. I, I think it can be... I mean, it's it's definitely... It's not a one one-to-one, but... I find sometimes festivals can be comparable to the experience of seeing a band you love opening up for someone else mm. where you're like, I'm, you're like, Oh, I'm so excited for this opening band. And you go and the crowd's energy just isn't it because they're like excited for the other act. Mm. And maybe as well, if a band you love is opening for another band, maybe it's at a slightly bigger venue than you used to seeing them yeah, at as maybe. well. And you're like, it's just not as good. You know where I find that doesn't happen too often in the punk rock scene. Yeah. How, I find- how do you mean? Well, I just find that like, like the the opening band is like let's say let's say it's um it's a tour right. There's three bands playing. The very first opening band is a local band where a handful of locals are gonna be there for, and it's gonna be the same energy no matter what. Yeah. No matter what town and what local band it is. Yeah. But then usually the band right before the main band is usually of equal kind of uh gra- like they kind of have the same kind of pull. With the fans, I find. And so I've always felt that it's usually pretty similar to the main band and the band right before. Mm. Yeah, in the punk rock scene, anyways. Yeah. Like, for example, um, I, I played a show. It uh, was my my best show I've ever played yeah. in Ottawa. I um, It was a three-band show. I was in a band called Fractures, and it was in Ottawa. And one of my all-time favorite skate punk bands is called A Wilhelm Scream. Yep. And so the show was Us... And then a Wilhelm scream, mm-hmm. and then the band Belvedere, who are like Canadian punk rock legends. And Belvedere was doing like a reunion tour, right? And so we were the only band. And like exactly like I just said, 
you know, handful of people there cheering us on, giving us the props, and then huge crowd for Willem Scream. Everybody moshing, singing along, and then Belvedere, a bit bigger, but still, like, no energy lost. And, like, mm -hmm. you know, and it was rad. Yeah, that's true. I've definitely been to a lot of those shows as well. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they're always, the, they're, they're, they're the best shows because you're, like, you're, you're, you've you've had a full like night of like entertainment and like yeah rocking out or like being uh yeah just being exhausted and stuff yeah. yeah I think I was I I I guess yeah the specific I was thinking almost of like a specific case in my head where mm. my my girlfriend and I went to see brand new uh open up for Biffy Clyro mm. um Biffy Clyro Scottish rock band um that we'd uh, we'd never really been that partial to but even then they they grown a lot since the times I may have paid attention to them too and mm -hmm. they're kind of just like I would actually call them festival rock big like outdoor okay. kind of like just classic kind of festival type of energy festival rock yeah you know it's like what kind a of, genre to be in <laughs> yeah I mean like I guess like you, it could be in in a to look at it favorably they could be on a set list with like Foo Fighters or something but then right. to like yeah look at it non-favorably it gave like big just uh, drunk uh, like drunk parent energy or something like that right. and then um but yeah then brand new were the opening band and uh, we were like so excited to see them they came i played like five or six songs and like no one gave a shit and it was just such they only a played five or six songs yeah they pr they pretty much like cheaped out on that as well or well actually we i think we missed the first song or something like that either way it was just brand new it was eh? in a, it was in a full like like stadium and uh not a stadium, an arena. What's the, it was basically an indoor and just an indoor concert venue, but a big right. one. And uh, you know, the room was like a third full, and you're just there, like yeah. standing, listening to your band sound, re sounding really echoey and all yeah, that type of stuff. You know? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Brand new though. That's uh, I, I I never got into them. I had some friends in high school that were into them. Mm -hmm. and the only song I can tell you is that sick transit glorious song. That they yeah, had. yeah, yeah. Good tune. Yeah. Didn't. Uh, didn't the singer get into some trouble? Yeah, so I actually quite weirdly um, was like, uh, I ended up like, uh, I, I mean, I never knew him, but I got kind of close to people he knew mm -hmm. around the time that it happened, which was weird. Yeah, so he had, when when he, basically he'd been essentially over years, had just groomed a bunch of girls and oh, like Jesus, yeah. So piece of shit. I like, <laughs> re, like I. If you still listen to Brand New, that's fine. But it's kind of hard when someone's lyrics, I guess, sometimes are so personal. And you're like, oh, you were like grooming girls during that time. It can be. Mm. Hey, man, they're still playing R. Kelly in the clubs. Yeah, exactly. And he's legitimately. <laughs> that, that, yeah. that ignition song is still a banger. I know. Yeah, he's legitimately <laughs> like. Uh, yeah, and R. Kelly, obviously, on a whole different level. But but anyway, yeah, he was. Um, but yeah, um, my girlfriend was is a like was a huge brand new fan. I was someone who kind of I'd say. Uh, I was like, thought they were good, but I wasn't like as into them as I were to some other bands in that scene. Kind of like I was like way more into like bands like Take Back Sunday or something. But yeah, yeah, but I enjoyed them. They had some like really some solid like albums and stuff. But the year that that happened was when when it all kind of came out was 2017, and I had actually started working at a company where one of his old friends also worked, and he used to be this guy. Um, I'm blanking on his name right now, but he, uh, Brendan, shout out to Brendan. Um, but Brendan, <laughs> when he he grew up in like New Jersey as well, and his bands used to like tour the states and stuff, and he used to play with right. Brand New, or they'd share members, you know, when they were teenagers yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And he actually like right before all the Jesse Lacey, the singer of Brand New stuff, blew up. He would talk to me about it, and I I was like so excited. I was like fresh out of college, like I was like loving me. I was like, whoa, you like knew this guy, and I was like. 
always like asking him all the stuff about like the music scene. He was just so yeah. excited to have someone who wanted to hear about it. Yeah. And he actually gave me an original brand new demo CD from their first ever tour oh, that wow. has their like Hotmail email address and has like a phone number you can call and What's stuff. What's the Hotmail? Uh, I think it was just like brand new, brand new, maybe like brand new rocks at yeah. that Hotmail. R-O-X? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like they had a... Yeah, and, and and that I saw even like I think today still this like little it's a CD like a burnt demo yeah, yeah. and it's it goes for like about three hundred bucks or something like that oh, wow. online. But uh, he gave that to me, and then like yeah, about like a few like a, a month or so later, this news came out. And when I talked to him, I was like, hey, this is crazy. And he's like, yeah, he's like, everyone kind of knew about it already. You know, he's like everyone in the scene kind of was aware of it. Yeah, but because the band was so big, they'd all. The other members of the band had had a hard time trying to like get their own projects off the ground. Right, they always had to keep coming back to. It's too bad. Yeah, it's too bad when like one person can fuck everything up like that. Yeah. Well, do you remember? Was it as big a news? Was it as big a news story here as it would have been in in Ireland and the UK? The singer of Lost Prophets. Honestly, I, I I don't I don't I didn't even know about the brand news story until you told me recently. Well, do you want me? To, do you want me to tell you the most fucked up one? If the, you want to have a little gab, yeah, go for so it. So the the um, I think as far as like the hierarchy of like alternative uh, punk and metal bands, you've got your kind of borderline uh, like shithead, and I'd put like uh, or just base level shithead. I'd put like Jesse Lacey there. It's like you know, unfortunately, an asshole, and 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 you know that it's like people hated working with them. Then you've got yeah. the people like the singer of the Christian metalcore band As They Lay Dying who hired an assassin to kill his wife. Right. Didn't he go to jail? Yeah, he went yes, to jail. Yes, I the, heard something about that. he's back. And, and he's he, back? And the band, so he hired he hired an assassin to try and kill, to kill his wife. The assassin he hired was a cop. He got put in prison. His band were like, we are never gonna like, we hate this guy, you know, like he betrayed us all and stuff. We're Christians. How could he do this? Wow. He got out of prison and they were like, do you know what? big part of being Christian is forgiveness. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like back, like properly, like just like make, yeah, making music now. And a lot of people are like, yeah, they're back, you know, and, and we forgive them because Christ forgives or whatever. But anyway, that's the, I'd say the middle to almost worst tier. But the same year that news story came out, this band Lost Prophets, who were like a huge emo band from Wales. Okay. And they were, they would they, have been, I've heard the name. They I would have been pretty big. They would have been pretty big in the mid two thousands, even in the states and stuff. They would have and, and Canada. Yeah. But but they were huge in the UK because they're from Wales. But uh, Ian Watkins, um, the vocalist, uh, turned out to be a serious pedophile, like a, a legitimate Jesus like babies Christ. pedophile. Babies. Yeah. The fuck. It was the most like I, I'm. I don't. Yeah. There's no need to go any any more of it. But it's like that's the worst. That's like the worst, like, That's music like very related. under the prison type of person. Oh, yeah. Like, this guy, yeah. I mean, this guy's obviously, he's in prison. He's, he's yeah. never going to get out and, like, probably has to be in, like, protected custody in prison and all this type yeah. of stuff. But it's, like, wild shit. Man. So, I mean, if you want to bum yourself out, you couldn't go down that rabbit hole. I'm already fucking bummed out, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's people, honestly, man, it, it's people like that guy that that make a good, a good uh, point for the death penalty. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's like pretty. I, I don't want to get too far into that, but I'm just saying, man, there's you, not really coming back from that kind of lifestyle. No, it's and and the and the reason I brought it up was I guess because you said you're like it sucks when one person ruins it for everyone, and it's like regardless of yeah, him like, ruining the victims bass players lives. like 
fuck, man. I, I don't want to be associated with this guy anymore. 100%. All like, I did was play four strings the, for fucking years. And now yeah. I got to have this guy as a fucking tagline to my life? Fuck. Oh, I know. You're like, I was just doing some funky grooves. I know. Like, to imagine, like, to <laughs> any of the... <laughs> Any of the other musicians in that band, it's like, because because sometimes when it's the kind of more, sometimes you're like, maybe the band knew about it, but this band clearly, like, no one could know about something as nefarious as this, you know? This is like, that's the type of, like, disgusting stuff that you're, I'm sure you're, like, your life partner wouldn't know about, you know what I mean? It's the stuff that you're keeping, but, like, that's, like, sucks for those band members, man. It's like, yeah, as you said, your life's work and you're, like, you're like, wow, you know, even like the experience of like touring and making music. But then like when someone has also ruined your back catalog and it's the vocalist. Yeah. Like the, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the vocalist is the main guy. I don't care who's writing the songs. I don't care who's booking the shows, forming the bands, making the deals. Mm -hmm. Whoever is the vocalist of a popular band is the main guy in that band. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And it's what you're listening to really when you're hearing it. Yeah. Look at Iron Maiden. Yeah, the bass player of Iron Maiden wrote every song. I had no idea. Yeah, exactly. Says, you yeah. had no idea. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows the singer because of his rad voice, which as they should. Yeah, and they know the fucking mascot. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You Eddie. nobody knows the bass player. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. You couldn't. I weird. I yeah, I know like legit like trivia about is it Bruce Dickinson the yep. Bruce yeah yep. uh, also like, a pilot. Yeah, that's what I was Isn't like. Isn't that rad? It's like the fact that we know that. And but if you told me what any of the other members of the band even asked me what they even yeah. looked like, I couldn't tell you. Or their names. They all look like they did 30 years ago. Okay, yeah. Fair. yeah. <laughs> 40 years ago, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely 40 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Except for Bruce Dickinson. He's the only one that cut his hair. Yeah. <laughs> did he ever have long hair? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude, when he was like, Your time will come. Oh, he dude, had the kind of shoulder fucking length. Didn't Iron he? Maiden fucking shreds, dude. Yeah. They're oh. a good band. That's like the 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 harmonizing guitars of Iron Maiden. So oh, influential as well. One of the first times I heard Iron Maiden, I was like, I don't know, 15 or 16. And I was a high on mushrooms. Typical. And I was sitting in my friend's basement and they played uh, that song Blood Brothers where it's like, You're taking me back. And I was just like, Whoa. And I was just like, we turned the lights down and I was just like in a zone, man. Yeah. And ever since then, I fucking picked up my guitar and I learned all those riffs and I started jamming them with my friends. And like that fucking like, like that's like Iron Maiden true right there. They sounded, they like, even the. I never got to see them. Uh, yeah, I, I I've never seen them either. Yeah. But like the production on those on on their stuff is so good. Because yeah. I remember my uh, excuse me, my aunt was a huge like thrash head metal head, and she when when she was a teenager Your she had all was? these yeah Rad. she had all these records that were in, are still in my like my nana's house back in Dublin. Oh cool. But I would have when I was a kid. I'd go. I'd like we'd go over to my grandparents' house, and I'd like go straight up to this like the room that used to be my aunt's room, and I'd go through all their records. And for my dad and his brothers, it was all like Prague albums and stuff. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, these like the the artwork's cool. And I was like, but this isn't like really scratching that itch. And then I get to all like yeah, the Megadeth, Metallica, yeah. and just all that type of stuff. But then when I was because I'd kind of grown up on music from like a decade later. It took me when I was still young, like 12, 13. And if I like yeah, put yeah. on those records, they all sounded so old to me. And I, I, I like at that, at such a young age, I like 
I was like, oh, this just sounds old and I didn't like enjoy it as much. But like yeah. Iron Maiden still sounds kind of like newer. Mm. It's just like has such a good polish I to know, it. yeah, yeah. You know who I never really got into though is Metallica. Mm. I don't know. Like, That's a hot take. It is a hot take and I'm not... Yeah. There's something phony about them. And I think it's a combination of James Hedfield's voice mm-hmm. going, uh, hey, yeah, yeah. Everything is, is yeah, and yeah. it's so accentuated. And like I'm, I'm 33, so I didn't grow up in Metallica's heyday. Yeah, when I was uh, really getting into music, you know, 12, 13 years old, they came out with the Saint Anger album, and yeah. that song Saint Anger is when he really accentuated Saint Anger. Yeah, and it was garbage. And I'm like, these guys were like, were really popular. And then, and then I had the memory of Lars a few years few years ago making a big stink about Napster and yeah. like I'll admit Napster is what really accentuated my fucking music oh 100% like, yeah I was like oh baby got back yep yeah. I want that in my catalog <laughs> yes that exactly. was that was the first song I ever downloaded no way baby got back dude that is so funny and then wow. it was probably uh and then it was probably the real slim, or then it was probably yeah the real slim shady yeah yeah oh, that's so funny yeah my what would have my first my first song I ever downloaded. Could, oh, and and also it was uh, Limp Biscuit Break Stuff because oh, that's when yeah. we downloaded songs individually. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, before Torrents really, Dude, and you're like, it's I'm not, all good though. Piracy has been. I'm so pro piracy. Without Napster and piracy and all that stuff, we wouldn't have Spotify. Yeah, a hundred percent. And also, like as you said, the amount of music that we actually like listened to when you were like a teenager and in college yeah. and stuff like yeah, yeah. You can't be paying for. I mean, I, I, I think as well, and this might not be true, but this is in my case. Me pirating music never stopped me buying albums for music I liked. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. I was still like a fan of music, and I'd yeah, still like yeah. buy records and stuff. Well, not records myself. I was like, you know, buying CDs and stuff in high yeah, school. Yeah. And then, I was buying CDs. Yeah, yeah. and so did but, you have the? Uh, did you have the CD booklet? Yeah, 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 yeah. Me too. I gave that to. Um, I put a bunch of CDs in that, and then gave it to Leanne on our like first date because she had a car and I didn't. So I was like, hey, you can play this in your car. And she said <laughs> yes. it was the most romantic thing. <laughs> that is romantic. Look at you. Eh? Yeah. Jesus. There's nothing but the, the albums in that were like Limp Bizkit, <laughs> yeah. System of a Day and Linkin Park. Dude, I, I never got into System of a Day and Linkin Park. So my my musical like timeline, like the way my musical voyage went was intro to music, Backstreet Boys. Yeah. First fair. concert I ever went to. I was fucking smitten with Backstreet Boys. How old are you? Ah, uh, like eight. Okay, eight yeah. years old. Like Backstreet, like first couple albums when they were starting to blow up. Ninety five, ninety six. Mm-hmm. I guess I was a bit younger. Yeah, around like ninety seven, ninety eight. Maybe. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Around that time, right? Mm-hmm. So Backstreet Boys, hardcore. Yeah, they were still so, in the middle of it. And like, then, like also like you know secondary like little Spice Girls, a little um, a little uh, fucking. Uh, <laughs> what else? <laughs> a little uh, fucking I I never really got into NSYNC okay but it was like yeah. Spice Girls and then a little S Club 7 you know oh, yeah, jumping yeah, on yeah. the trampoline doing the S's and then and then I kind of started to teeter off with the pop thing I, it was a quick phase but it was a real phase right and then yeah. so then I started getting into Limp Biscuit. Mm-hmm. And I was me and my buddy TVO. We were big Limp Biscuit guys, and I and I we both got the the New York Yankees hat. I had a blue one. He had a red one. Nice. And I fucking loved Limp Biscuit, but I was so young still. I was like fucking 10, 11, 12, you yeah. know. And all they did was say fuck in every song and suck my cock and all this stuff. 
Yeah. And my dad was never going to let me listen to that. Oh, yeah, 100%. TVO's yeah. parents were a bit cooler, so they let him, but I wasn't allowed Shout to. Shout out to Tito's parents. Shout out to TVO's parents. Yeah. Um, And I remember it was my birthday. <laughs> it was like my, my 12th or my 13th birthday. I forget which one, okay? Probably even 11th or 12th. Yeah. And I had TVO over, and he's hanging out with me and my dad and TVO. My dad comes, hey, Joe. Happy birthday, son. And he gives me a, a present and it's a CD wrapped up. And I know it's a CD. And I'm like, and he knows I'm a big Limp Biscuit guy right now. And I'm like, fuck yeah, Limp Biscuit. I'm, I'm like so stoked on it. I'm opening up and I unwrap it and it's the Len album. Oh my goodness. <laughs> did I have Steal My Sunshine on yes, it though? It did. Nice. Yeah. So it's nice. the Len album. And I don't want to like, I don't want to seem ungrateful. You know, I, I was a respectful kid. So I was like, Oh, Len. That's rough getting an album that you're not like stoked for. Did you ever get into it? Was it good? I mean, yeah. I I brought it to school and I put it on and I I jammed it a bit and it was okay. It had a couple of tracks on it, but you know, that was about it. And then, so from like that Limp Biscuit era and and I I was Limp Biscuit and Kid Rock. Oh, I've never never been into Kid Rock. I got into Kid Rock and I got into a little bit of corn, but Mm -hmm. not really. And that was really it for like that style of music. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then like there was a couple like sub bands that like a couple songs here and there that it was okay. Like P.O.D. I remember downloading some P.O.D. songs. Oh, yeah. Well, not Um, hell yeah for them. Heaven, yeah. Heaven, yes. Yeah. Correct. And and then from there I went to hip hop and rap real bad. I got Eminem, um, Wu-Tang Clan. Fucking uh, 50 Cent. I got really hard into 50 Cent. Yeah. Yeah, and all that stuff. And then the game. And then that kind of stuck with me for a little bit. And then and then I started getting into uh, punk rock at the, about the age of... Uh, about <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't signaling to you. <laughs> I was just scratching my oh, nose. Oh, okay. He did it twice and looked at me funny. So. <laughs> I've been looking at you the whole time. <laughs> All right, I'll wrap this up. So I got into punk rock, you know, around the age of 12, me and my friend TVO. Yeah. Big shout out to TVO in this Yeah, episode. sorry for calling you Tito about five minutes ago. No, it's TVO. Yeah, TVO. Tyler Van Olst. Sick name. Yeah, really sick name. Dutch. Um, and then, so yeah, we got into punk rock. We formed a punk rock band called Local Boredom. You know, we were two-piece at first, then we got three-piece. Um, and then into high school, yeah, we were in the punk rock band. And then I started hanging out with some of the country folk. I'm from the country. And I started getting more into country music a little mm-hmm. bit more, you know? Mm-hmm. Old country. Golden yeah, yeah, country. Yeah. Alan Jackson. Garth Brooks. Like, not old, old country, but like like 90s country mm-hmm. is when I really started to get into, you know? And all that stuff. And then, yeah, kind of teetered off. And then it get, got really hard into more punk rock. And punk rock has been with me, like, since I was, like, fucking 12, right? Yeah. I mean, I'll never lose punk rock. Yeah. But since I've been, like, growing and maturing, my musical taste has also been growing and maturing. And so about, um, yeah, just after high school, I got into, like, folk music. And singer, yeah. singer-songwriter type stuff, mainly. Mm-hmm. You know, Gregory Allen Isakov, Lumineers. Um, the guy you showed me last week there, I downloaded a bunch, or didn't download but I, I Started streaming all kinds of his stuff. Nice. I forget his name, but it, it's all good. Yeah, and I can't remember what you're talking about at all. Or yeah, anyways, it, and it's like, and I'm a sucker now for like a guy with a guitar and a mm-hmm. good voice. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at now. And I have obviously, I still listen to all that other stuff. I even came, I even put on some some Limp Biscuit the other day. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But like, I, I I'm a sucker for all that stuff. So um, was did your parents have a role in any of this? Like, what was their taste, or did they influence you at all? Yeah, my my dad he got me into classic rock, and mm-hmm. and 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 I I skipped over that because while I do like classic rock, and and there's a lot of classic rock bangers that I'll sing along to, and and I love like Carla, she's 
big classic rock girl. She mm-hmm. she's she grew up on classic rock from her uncle, and she's got all these classic rock albums. And and I love classic rock as well. Led Zeppelin, like the the more like rock and roll type stuff. Yeah. And I remember like when I first started playing guitar when I was like twelve, I would learn all these classic rock songs and riffs so I could impress my dad. Yeah, yeah. Because my dad was a classic rock guy. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm 33 years old, born in 1989. Like, I, I like classic rock as much as the next guy my age does. Yeah, it, it like happened to you. It wasn't like a, a yeah. like a passion or anything. Yeah. It's, dude, it's interesting how many how how much overlap we have as far as our musical discoveries. But there's a few differences of like uh, yeah timeline and ages and and the order and stuff. Yeah. I'm, so yeah, I'm I'm 28, so uh, like five years younger. So everything yeah. kind of has a is just offset by that. But interestingly, I also loved Spice Girls. <laughs> and when I was, for my fifth birthday party, I remember my mom was like, hey, Ewan, we're going to throw a like, party and you're allowed to buy one tape uh, that we can play at the party. And I chose Spice Girls Viva Forever. And oh, I think wow. it's because I love the music video and there are these like puppets in that. It's a weird video. I don't even know the song or the video. It's kind of a softer Spice Girls ballad, but I loved it. And then... And I definitely had a crush on on them all simultaneously. Kind of a harem of women was <laughs> yeah was my taste at that time. My favorite Spice Girls ballad was um, "Well Tonight Is the Night yes. When to Become One." Oh my god, it's so good! Oh. I like I've taken every bone of my body not to. So that's a karaoke like jam right oh, there, dude. Don't That's, fucking get me started. Anytime I think about that song or hear that song or, or sing that song, it takes me back to fucking middle school out on the playground. Yeah. It's yeah. A, oh, such a jam. I might actually, might actually listen to that uh, later today. <laughs> but then, um, yeah, similarly to you when, when all the music that you were getting into at like 10 or 11, for me, when I was as young as like seven, mm. new metal was huge. And it was on like Top of the Pops was a huge yeah, show. So in that the UK. correlates to exactly what I was saying. Because exactly. you were seven, I was 12. And yeah. I was like, it's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. I was like, just limp blown biscuit. away. Like just, the, I remember, I think, so yeah, I would have been seven or eight around this time. And 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 like, I remember, yeah, like Limp Biscuits on Top of the Pops and MTV and like POD and stuff. And I remember going to my dad and I was like, dad, do you have any like heavy music? I was like, I've decided I want heavy music. <laughs> and he's like, I've decided. <laughs> yeah. And he was just like, and weirdly enough, I don't know why this was the album my dad chose, but my dad did. I My dad has had like, he had Metallica or not Metallica. He had like Black Sabbath and stuff in the oh, house. Yeah. But weirdly enough, he was like, maybe these were albums he bought a bit later. Cause then he was like, oh, I don't know. He's like, uh, I have this album. And he gave me an NXS album. <laughs> And I was like, just because there's a guy skateboarding on the, it was in excess kicks. And in I was like, just because someone's kicking or uh, just because someone's skateboarding on the cover of this, this is not going to be heavy. Right. But yeah, I, I, as like super young was like, yeah, Limp Bizkit, similarly to you, was not allowed on, wasn't allowed that CD until I was maybe like, by the time I was kind of 12, my parents yeah, yeah. had eased up a bit. You know what's funny is my cousin Alex, uh, he got, um, so Limp Bizkit blew up, right? Yeah. It had Nookie, Break Stuff, all that on one yeah. album. And then they came out with another album called uh, Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water. Of course. And they had this one song on it called, um, I forget what it's called. Are you are you thinking of Hot Dog, the opening track? Yeah. Which has just the word, it's just fuck all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. And so my cousin Alex, he got, his parents got him the censored version. So oh, it was like, no. well, it's a up world and up the place yeah. everybody's just with the, the face yeah. it's like I was like I can get into this like, yeah. <laughs> oh that's a bad album to have the censored version I as know. well that's I I did you ever, so 
did you ever remember the band MOP? MOP? Yeah. Mop? So they were they were a uh they were a hip hop duo. Anyway, the, the, but I'm going to actually basically I'm going to come back to that in a sec, but I'm going to steamroll. I Can basically I was, back? Yeah, I'm going to circle back. I was just interested that you actually got into hip hop before punk because I did was not interested in hip hop until I got into college. Okay. So I went through all my pretty much all my musical discoveries in school and yeah. high school and stuff and then as soon as I got into college I had been playing um which was already by this time like an older game, but I was playing like San Andreas and stuff. And I was like, I was like, this music is so good. And then, <laughs> and I had a few friends that were just like, I like hip hop, we're going to show you. And and that hip hop was my first genre where I was kind of like an adult, I guess, and kind of back, like backpedal and just discover all the right. good shit. You know what I mean? I think I got into hip hop when I did because it was like the very beginning of my adolescence. Yeah. I was just starting to become a teenager. And so I had all these like rebellion tendencies and I wanted to say fuck you to authority and I'd you know fucking smoking weed and skateboarding and you don't fucking tell me what to do and, and you know Eminem is a hundred percent talking yeah, to you. And like, that. you know, smoke weed every day. I remember just like, you know, hiding from my parents and going around smoking weed and cigarettes and like such a Canadian experience. Uh, you know. So much harder to get weed in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, with the um so what what would we right before when I said I'd circle back, where were we about? talking about uh, San Andreas and and how you got into weed? No, and then before before that when we were talking uh, about, <laughs> I said I was gonna, I got into weed. Now. Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really get into weed until I was like I didn't smoke my I didn't smoke a, I didn't take a drag of a cigarette until I was nineteen. Oh jeez, I started smoking cigarettes way too early. Yeah, it's probably why I'm so short. <laughs> You, if, if there's anyone who's listening to this who doesn't know you personally, they don't need to know that about you. I, I want them to know. Yeah, no, that's true. I don't want surprises when they meet me. Yeah, it's a it's a badge to wear. And I, I was also going to say it's one of the reasons why I don't like festivals. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Because I just go there to see a band, and I'm just star staring at some guy's back because it's so crowded, and all I can see, I can't see anything but some guy's back. Yeah. Some I, sweaty back. I, I kind of feel I feel the opposite whenever I'm at festivals. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm probably ruining tall. it for someone. Yeah. yeah, you're ruining it for me. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Yeah. I'll but you let know you what? Stand you're you're the kind of guy I think that'd be like, oh, hey, dude, are you, can you see okay? Do you want you want to get in front? You want to go on my shoulders? <laughs> <laughs> I'd welcome it. I'd yeah. welcome it. I remember what I was going to say. I was, when you were talking about the Limp Bizkit censored version of the album, right. I was saying there was a band uh, or a rap, a rap duo, M.O.P., I, I know, I know stand. it. Yeah, they I remember did a song. it. You know, I got what it takes to make the club go out of control. They did I, that song with Fifty Cent. There you go. Yeah. There you go, my man. I'm trying to. The one I remember was they did. Uh, they they rapped over a sample, "Cold as Ice," and it was like a high pitched version of "You're as cold as ice, you willing to sacrifice." What a terrible sample! Oh, it was. I loved it as a kid though, <laughs> and it would be on MTV, but it was censored, and uh -huh. they swore so much that similarly to "Hot Dog" by Limp Bizkit, it's just empty like space after empty space, unlistenable. But as a kid, you're like. What are they saying? You're like so fascinated. And it is literally like a hook into your ears where you're like, yeah, I need yeah. to know what that is. So much so that by the age where I could listen to the uncensored version, I probably, yeah, like just downloaded it. I was like, well, of course it's just swear words. You what know is, what I mean? You're what like, is sensory overload though? When, you, when you're young and you first start hearing so much swearing and cuss words and music and, and, hearing, and hearing rappers and other 
musicians just like be so volatile with their lyrics after growing up listening to pop music and, and classic rock where they didn't do any of that stuff. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I had uh, my dad had recorded or my cousin had Americana by Offspring on That was the one of the first, first fucking like fast hard albums that I got too. Oh, so good. I fucking love that album. But my dad, I was like, I love this and uh, Pretty Fly for a White Guy was a huge radio hit. So I was like, yeah. that actually might have been the first that might have been my first like foray into air quotes uh, like heavy music. And I was just like, this is what I like. But my my dad, I'd asked if I could have it recorded on tape and my dad got my cousins to do it. But he was like, hey, if there's any songs that just have too many swear words, can you just not like tape them? Because obviously Ewan's like seven or something. So the last <laughs> song, Americana, the chorus, right before the chorus, it's like, so, so fuck you. you. Yeah. yeah. And that, hey, Walla, I'll see you in like, No, that's Walla. You, oh, you, yeah, you've yeah. immediately mixed up the two songs. Fuck. But I'm trying to, so fuck you. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but basically, um, yeah, I had, I had the whole album until that point. And then I even had like the hidden tracks at the end and stuff, but I didn't, I'd <laughs> never until for like, I'd say about eight years of listening to that album, I never heard oh, this, the chorus of Americana, and I never knew what was on there. That that story just took me back to being a young kid in my bedroom, um, listening to that album, but then also listening to the Nelly album. Oh, and yeah, had Country this Grammar. One, uh, yeah, Country Grammar, but I remember another song listening to, I think it was called EI or something, where he just kept dropping N-bomb after N-bomb. And I don't know what the word means. I'm a I'm a kid, and my dad just comes down, and he turns it off. He's like, don't fucking listen to that shit. Mm -hmm. It's funny, because he's saying fucking shit, and he's telling me not to listen yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. especially, yeah, especially if you're like, I mean, especially for us, like when you're white, you, you literally have never heard that word at all. So you're yeah. just like, I was like, yeah, like twelve or to fourteen. I'm I'm playing Nelly, and I'm just like, you know, I, you know, it's got good beats, good flow. I'm I'm just starting to get into rap. Nelly's blowing up. He's on much music. He's got music videos. Yeah, that song, um, if you want to go and take a ride with me, so like that good. song's blowing up. And like, yeah, I, I'm listening to this one like non-hit song of his, and it's just like N word this, N bomb that. Yeah, and I'm just like, you know. I'm just vibing out. I don't know what he's saying. I don't know what he's talking about. My my fucking dad knows what he's saying. Yeah, and and you're like you're like it sounds positive. <laughs> you know, they're putting like, an the, A on the end of it. Yeah, in the in the way he's saying it sounds positive. Yeah, that's always rough. Like you're yeah you're yeah your dad coming in and just being like turn that off. I was my dad got me. He turned we, it off for me. He yeah, came in exactly, and aggressively. Yeah. And, but were you allowed to still have the album after that? I don't remember. I think he might have taken it away. Yeah. <laughs> Parents, I guess when you're young, they can take it away for a while and maybe you get it back a few years later or something. I mean, I'm I'm thinking if I'm a dad and I'm and my twelve year old is listening to that, I'm fucking taking that away from him too. He doesn't yeah. need to listen to that. I don't know how you different time though. I I yeah, you I don't know what it'd be like as a parent. Uh I I wonder how how difficult it is to get a I mean, you know, censorship in, in a whole in the internet in, in general is so difficult that I imagine to like navigate. But music specifically, I wonder if it's easy to be like, no, you can't listen to that. That's like mm. explicit or something. I don't know. Kids always share stuff with each other though, anyway. So Yeah. Um, and it's like forbidden fruit type stuff, like, oh, my dad won't let me listen to that. Can I can you hook me up? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I mean, yeah, that would have been Eminem would have been like the huge one for when 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 we were like uh kids or like teenagers and stuff. My brother, who's two years younger than me, was allowed to listen to that stuff so much <laughs> earlier than I was just because I think 
you know, little siblings just get the thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, your older brother's turned out okay so far. So, you know, we'll let you get up to whatever you want. <laughs> he had like eight mile on DVD at like the age of like maybe 10 or 11. What a sick movie that was. It's good. That was the first sex scene I've care. ever seen in a movie, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my, my cousin showed me and my stepbrother like hardcore porn when we were very young when yeah. he was babysitting us. So well, definitely wasn't the first sex scene I saw. But, that, um, but, but, but porn in a sex scene is so different though. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, a, yeah, porn is a whole different beast. And But like when you see a sex scene in a film, you're like, you're like, oh, this is like, I don't know. Yeah. And, it Br- is, and Brittany like, Murphy was so hot. God, yeah, I know. Rest in peace. Rest like, in peace. So unbelievably also, sexy. rest in peace Ray Liotta. He died today. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm 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 actually choked. At 67 as well, like not old. Died in his sleep. I know. So I I wonder what it could have just been like an aneurysm or something. Supposedly, you think so? I don't know. Supposedly, there's nothing suspicious about it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah who knows, man? 67 is not old though at all. <laughs> That's my conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah, and only between you and I, the listeners will, I will never know. I think some listeners will know. Yeah, they you know like shout put, out to Al. Al Wade, he'll know. Put together, Al, if you know. Uh, Text me. <laughs> Please text me if you know. Um, but yeah, Ray Liotta, man. I, I love his acting. Yeah. I mean, I, Goodfellas, obviously. Uh, amazing Goodfellas film. is one of my favorite favorite movies. And, and like anything he's been in, I, I'll watch. I'll watch any Ray Liotta film. What other films is he in? I can't like think of any off the top of my head. He did this one. It was called um, Crossing Over. Oh, yeah. And it was about like illegal aliens trying to get green cards. And, and then he played a piece of shit in that. But like he's a good actor. Oh, yeah, yeah. He played, uh, he played some movie with... Um, actually, I saw him in a movie recently. He was in the new Sopranos movie. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. He played uh, the dad. Tony's dad, mm-hmm. I think. And yeah, he's just a good actor. He's like... I love his like grittiness and his gr- like he's just always He's got a good threatening face as well. He's been in a couple of films where a little dicey but like I'll watch him in anything and mm-hmm. and, and he was in the middle of filming. Yeah, when this yeah, happened. Yeah. yeah. That's a shame, man. Like he's got kids, he was engaged to be married, like yeah. it sucks, man. It's rough. I'm going to watch Goodfellas in the next couple of days cuz that's you can't beat that. Oh, for films. sure, yeah. I and, saw that in a in a movie theater in New York, actually. Obviously, not when it just came out. Like it was, yeah, they were yeah. showing it as like an older thing. And yeah, such a good, such a good movie, man. Yeah, fuck. Rest in peace, Ray. Rest in peace. Yeah, this one goes out to you. This is your crowning achievement is being on this <laughs> podcast. Yeah. You made it. <laughs> yeah, you have made it. <laughs> you know, what? I hope that guy. I hope that I'm. I'm sure that Ray's come to do something with his life now. <laughs> <laughs> you can rest easy, Ray. You yeah. Made it on the pod. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm not making fun of his passing, though. Obviously, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. You know, I don't. I don't often get like choked up, about, like celebrities dying. What I don't know any celebrities, but uh, one that I, I got really choked up about was uh, Robin Williams. Oh yeah. yeah, I Hook is my favorite movie. Okay, yeah, of all time, I'll watch it once a month. No way. Yeah, yeah. frequently. Why? Wow. I'd, I'd watch anything he was in from all of his silly thing. I watched Flubber for fuck's sakes. Hell yeah. And and you know I watched one hour photo, which is a bit of an obscure one that not too many people know. Mm-hmm. Me and me and TVO, shout out again to TVO. We went and saw Patch Adams in theaters. Oh, with nice, his dad. Yeah. nice. Is is one hour photo a horror film? Yeah, okay, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, a thriller. Yeah. Okay, yeah, like a yeah. thriller suspense type type okay, movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've heard yeah. of it, but I I haven't seen it. He, he's such a know. good actor. Man. It's, it's but anyone like his just anyone taking their own life is 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 what makes it like so sad. Yeah, and just, especially especially Robin Williams being someone who did uh, walk that line of 
complete over-the-top goofiness with kind of mm. more sincerity, heart-wrenching stuff as well. Yeah, you yeah. Know, really spoke to a lot of people. And his comedy was like top, like you don't get better than that. Yeah. I don't know if you ever saw Robin Williams live on Broadway. I think it was like his last special that he really did. I have not seen it, no. But I remember watching it at home because my parents had it on DVD. And I, didn't, I was a little too young to get it, but then I watched it again years later and the guy is a machine. Yeah. He, he he only uses his regular voice at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And once he hits his first accent, he never goes back. Whoa. He goes from accent to accent. He drinks about 50 bottles of water and you can just see the sweat pouring off his knuckle hair. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> what a hairy dude. Oh, oh my goodness. I'm like, what's that? Uh, whose line is it anyway? He was in a lot as well. I'm yeah. Like, and yeah, just the hairiest guy. Uh. I'm picturing, yeah, like the, the kind of uh, a, like Hawaiian oversized shirt, that's short him. sleeve shirt. Yeah, with yeah. this long, it's just so that's good. Him. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, yeah, that was a bummer. That was a tough one for yeah. a lot of people. For me, it was. I, I still get I still get upset thinking about it. Yeah, no, exactly. Thinking I about think, we're like, never gonna see him in anything again. I know. I, I, yeah, yeah. I said like, and yeah, it's, it's, it was just when it's when it comes to like mental health stuff, it's always just such a bummer because you don't like it's so heartbreaking to think of someone. Uh, you admire that way or has brought you so much joy yeah. just going through a hard time and thinking like it's not worth it or whatever, yeah. you know? Well, you mentioned Linkin Park earlier. Yeah. You know, Chester there. Yeah, Chester was mine yeah, for that sure. Was, that was a shocker. I still like, uh, yeah, that was, I think it was July 2017 and I remember, yeah. I remember when it happened. I was, I was working. Work. Yeah. I was out working as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I don't know if you know about the conspiracy theory behind that. I do not know. So there's a conspiracy theory that involves him, mm-hmm. Anthony Bourdain, okay, and uh, Chris Cornell. Okay. Apparently, they were all working together to expose a pedophile ring. Oh, fuck that. No, this is like QAnon bullshit or something like that. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. I'll get out of here. But that's that's just one of the theories that's going around. That's just yeah. one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't discount anything until I can prove it. It's not the case. Well, I actually, I actually talked to Chester Bennington. He said he didn't know anything about any pedophiles. Hey, well, there it is. Yeah, straight from you and sealed. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Best friends, me and Chester. No, I did, but yeah, him, him passing up, bummed me out. So I would say, yeah, he's the one that hit me the most because didn't ever get to see them live, and then yeah, also, same here. what well, a I voice say, on him too, eh? right? Yeah, and was just like my first. Uh, like I think it's like people people's criticisms of Linkin Park is kind of being this like very kind of almost like watered down version of metal music. Honestly, to me, doesn't insult it at all because I was a kid when I discovered yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, I don't care. I was like, I was like, that was the first time yeah, yeah. as a kid that I was like, this person is like speaking to me, and I'm like, mm-hmm. and and the first time as a kid that I was probably like, oh, I want to do this. You yeah, know what I mean, and that's like, I I never really got super hard into them. I always I always um, respected their music. I never not liked their music, but it just yeah. didn't. It just didn't hit me like it did yeah, some people. Yeah. But my brother, he got into them. He had the Hybrid Theory album. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I never turned Linkin Park off when it came on. Yeah. And when they did the 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 mashup with yeah, Jay Z, yeah, holy fuck, dude! That encore slash um, numb. numb. Yeah. That's that's history. That's oh, history, right there. I know. There. The wildest thing to look back at that is. Lincoln Park were the bigger artists out of that collab at that time. Yeah. It was kind of like, whoa, nice one, Jay-Z. And, and, and it's it kind wild of, to look it kind back of at that. boosted Jay-Z up a bit and, and allowed him to kind of I know, you know and further I, himself. I, think that, I, would I be, think. I think that would be really surprising to like people who are maybe like 10 years younger than us that you were like, oh, Lincoln Park was bigger than Jay-Z for a while. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And they're like, wait, what? Because obviously Jay-Z 
after that, I'd say became such a just a, a monolith yeah. of, of pop culture and 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 his relationship with Beyonce, the two yeah. of them kind of seen as like Jiga the man. upper, yeah, just like the <laughs> upper level of like of the music. Remember of, he used to hold his hands up like this. Yeah, the triangle. Rockefeller, Rockefeller music shout is soulful. It's soulful. Shout out to the Blueprint. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the shout out to Collision Course by Linkin Park and Jay Z. Nice that one. was the first album they had with swearing in it, I remember. And I'd like, mm. I'd, I'd bought that CD and I put it on the car straight away. And my mom's like, no, I don't, if this, I don't want any swearing on this. And I was like, oh, Linkin Park never swear on their CDs. And the first thing is the, the, the very start of the first song is just an audio clip of Chester Bennington go, I want my fra- frappuccino. Where's my fucking frappuccino? <laughs> Straight off, straight away in the car. I had to wait until I got home. Oh, but also, no. the first time I ever heard what a frappuccino was. Another sick mashup of uh, of the of the new metal and uh, hip hop genre was that La Limp Biscuit Method Man song. End together now. Yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah, yeah. in together now. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. So good. Oh, they did a. They Limp, I, Limp Biscuit did a few like of those. Dude, with, I, I was I was jamming to that the other day. That is a hot beat. I don't care if you if you don't like uh, Limp Biscuit. You think Fred Durst is a fucking idiot? Probably is. You know, I don't think and, he is. Or I think you, it was. A, if, I think if, it was if you're a not kind into rap or whatever, that song is fucking rad. Yeah, it's and, sick. and and Fred Durst, not only is it a good beat, but he's got good flow, man. Yeah, I think I think I think I'm like I think the world's. A, We've reached a point of of Limp Biscuit apologists. Like I, I think it was more like <laughs> Limp I, Biscuit apologists. Yeah, I, th- I think like Fred Durst <laughs> literally was this guy who was charismatic, super yeah. charismatic, and then brought together a bunch of like good musicians and was just like, here, let's just yeah. be like a big band. Dude, and, did like, you hear his? Their, did you hear their cover of Faith by George Michaels? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is such a good cover. Yeah, 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 it's sick. Like, I, like I listened to it the other day. I'm 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 listening to way too much Limp Bizkit apparently, <laughs> but I listen. It can't. can't like, For I, anyone I just, listening, your hat is backwards right now. It's yeah, right, yeah, it's yeah. Red. My hat's backward and it's turning red. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I just shuffle all my liked songs. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. I walk around, I take the dog for a walk and I shuffle, and it comes on. You know, sometimes the song come on and I'll skip it. You know, but that song came on, I didn't skip it, and and like I'm a musician. I'm a I'm a music producer. I I, I record people for a living. Yeah. I hear this that he's not copy pasting any choruses. He's not copy pasting anything. He's doing it all differently every nice. time, and he's nice. he's into it the whole time. And nice. that, to me, as as that kind of person, respects that, and like he does it well. And at that part where he goes, "Get the fuck up," yeah, and it just goes heavy. So good. from a George Michael song, are you kidding me? I know. Oh, it's so good. And yeah, I, that, that song's a blast, dude. If if. Like imagine them in their heyday playing that song. Oh the man, crowd, I at the Family Values tour. Yeah, everybody just going nuts, man. I would have loved to see them. I did see Corn live. Um, ah, fuck with Korn. Uh, no, I like Corn. <laughs> I and they like uh, <laughs> seeing seeing that song live is wild because I never like Corn. Seeing a group of adults, including myself, um, walk like uh. In, in a huge like venue, uh, listening to Freak on a Leash, and then just a group of grown men just going like boom, cha cha, um, bam, oh yeah. <laughs> just like, and you're like, you're like this. We gotta admit, this is like stupid, right? <laughs> like, did, did you ever see that documentary? I think it's on Netflix about uh, Woodstock, like like Woodstock '99. Yeah, Woodstock. No, what a fucking nightmare that was. Yeah, that's chaotic. That would have been, that's oh, the one show, that's buddy. the one Limbiscuit show from the back in the day I wouldn't have wanted to be a part of for sure. I mean, I don't know if I'd want to be a part of it, but it's definitely something to, to 
tell people that you were a part of. Yeah, for sure. Like, it, I mean, it looks kind of cool still as well. Like if, you were, if you were like weren't involved with any of like the the chaos going on, and you were just kind of like a guy watching it from the outside. That would have been something. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But like the conditions that they were in, like people were were rolling around in mud that they thought was mud, but it was really just a bunch of poop. Yeah, and like. And like all that shit and like the lack of water, people like, I think some people died. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Hell's Angels was there. That's scary. And, and, like. and then, and then, and then, uh, and then Jewel played. Jewel, I don't know what Jewel is. Do you don't know who Jewel is? No. She's like, um, she's like a, a singer songwriter, mm -hmm. plays acoustic guitar. She's a female and yeah. she was part of like the Lilith Fair female empowerment movement. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so she played post all this stuff was happening. She, she played like right end. before corn or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's I mean it's good. It's you gotta have the female you gotta have the women representing, you know? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Well, uh I don't know, dude. What, what do you say? Should we wrap this up? Yeah, why not? I've had an absolute blast. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, thank you so much for coming on board and uh and chat with me for a bit. And yeah. uh I hope to do this again soon. Yeah, maybe if this keeps going. Which I hope it does. It Maybe will. Maybe I'll be back one day. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, yeah. Thanks again. And uh, everybody, if you don't know, it's you and Murphy. Find him on Spotify. He's an excellent musician. Um, we're doing an EP right now, four songs. It's going to come out soon. Probably by the time you hear this, it'll be out. So Nice one, yeah. Where, where can done. they can they find you on the internet in places? Yeah, well, Spotify would be under New Friend. And then uh, Instagram is just uh, C Murphy. That's kind of most of my social media. I have a website if you want uh, if Tell you want to hire website. me as a designer. It's just you and Murphy without the C. Um, yeah, I'm a graphic designer. So if you want any of that stuff, cool, hit man. me up. Awesome, dude. Thank you again. Everybody, nice. thank you so much. Thank you. Peace.